1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're gonna talk some rock, some metal, And anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids. Back on the streets by the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, featuring Vinnie Vincent and Robert Fleischman. Amazing stuff. Uh, Just such a classic song, such a classic record, that first Vinnie Vincent Invasion record. I am still coming down off of uh, the high of the KISS Expo in Atlanta, where I was one week ago today. And I was with my buddy Ian McCurdy, who is the co-host on this episode. How are you, Ian?
2: I'm good. How are you doing? Yes, it was a great weekend with Vinny and Robert and all the cool Kiss fans from around the world. It's so a very, yeah, very good, around very good the expo. world. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, just amazing to see Vinny reappear in public for the first time in decades. And Derek Christopher is the guy who made that happen. So we have to give a lot of big props to him. The guy, in my opinion, who made Robert Fleischman appear at this expo is you, Ian. So thank you for for doing that. And getting Robert there right. and, and really having the reunion of, of uh, Robert and Vinny happen, uh, I think, uh, you know, you, you deserve some credit for that. So thank you for that. And just, uh, we have Robert on the, on the phone with us today. We're going to talk with him in just a few minutes. But where did you meet Robert Fleischman, Ian?
2: I met him a few years ago at uh, a festival, a music festival in Chicago. And we had mutual friends, and I was introduced. And uh, we just started talking, and um, I asked him what he was doing lately. And uh, he was doing the Sky at that point and was touring and playing with the guys in the Sky. And uh, I had asked him if he'd ever been to a KISS expo. I said, because you're part of the KISS family tree, so you'd be great to fit right in with that, being with the Vinnie Vincent first album. And he said, uh, not really. I did one with Phil Elliott many years ago, but haven't done it since. And I said, well, you know, that first Vinnie Vincent album, really, the great album, and it meant a lot to me at the time. Um, so I said, uh, we should do something together. We should uh, do expos. Let me help you. However, I can help you do expos or anything like that. And we exchanged numbers. And then I guess it was a few months later, I did a charity event in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And um, I asked him if he would be the MC for the event. And it was um, to help with a charity to um, fight against breast cancer. And he immediately said Yes. And he came to that event, and it was a success. And we've been buddies ever since. And so, cool. um, so that's it.
1: Nice, nice. And yeah, so much stuff happened at the expo. A lot of it we've we've spoken about on previous episodes. Of course, all the blogs, blabbermouth, and and whatnot have been have been covering it pretty uh, pretty closely. And we we hope that, that Vinny remains in in the the public eye. There's been some little clues that maybe he will, like the, uh, the Nashville Gene Simmons vault experience. He has agreed, or not agreed, he has confirmed that he's going to be appearing at that. So that should be interesting to see him and Gene reunited. I can't wait for that footage and, and uh, coverage to surface. And uh, yeah, man, just crazy. I, I really hope Vinny and Robert do some work together in the future. Fingers crossed for that. They, they well, they had
2: a good. They had a good conversation at the expo, uh, backstage, and um, certain areas. They spoke, and uh, they both want to do something. Uh, to be determined, what is going to be is definitely still up in the air. But they want to do something, and um, it's to be determined at this point.
1: Awesome. And on that note, let's uh, get in to this interview, post-Kiss Expo interview, that Ian and I just conducted with Robert Fleischman, the original singer of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, and the guy who wrote a lot of those Journey classics, I- including uh, what what um, Wheel in the Sky. and
2: uh, He wrote anyway, Wheel in right? the Sky. He wrote Anytime.
1: Anytime. And, anytime, uh, right.
2: And winds of march he wrote that as well nice three journey a lot of the a lot of the um construction of the infinity album he had a lot to do with because they were doing more of a a jazz fusion rock type uh i guess more like a yyz from rush type sound is what they were doing and when he came into the fold he changed that whole dynamic and made them write better songs and more radio friendly songs is why it changed to that with the choruses and things like that so that's he had a very big influence on that and then of course it was a confusion with management and things like that and he left and steve perry came in and the rest is history
1: Right on, right on. So on that note, we're going to hear a little more from the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. This is a little sound sample of the song Invasion, which closed that that just epic first Vinnie Vincent Invasion record, which meant so much to so many people, including myself and and Ian, back when we were in our younger years. And uh, right after we hear a little bit of that song, the song Invasion, from 1986, right, right, you yes. yes, yes,
2: 1986.
1: Right after we hear a little bit of that song, we are going to hear from Robert Fleischman on his uh, his post Kiss Expo. Uh, thoughts and, and feelings. So stay tuned for that. And without further ado, this is the Vinnie Vincent Invasion with the song Invasion. Go buy the full length version of this on iTunes and Amazon or wherever you legally purchase your music. Here we go. we yeah. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast. And on the line, I have my co-host with me on this episode, Ian McCurdy. Ian, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing today? And how are the Talking Metal fans doing out there?
1: Uh, We're doing good, and uh, we're excited because we just uh, got back from this amazing KISS Expo in Atlanta. Right, right. And joining us on the line to discuss the KISS Expo. And this was one of the main guests at the KISS Expo. Robert Fleischman. Robert, how are you?
3: I'm doing fine, Mark and Ian. And hello, talking metalheads.
1: What what an amazing thing to see you and Vinnie Vincent together, not only in the same room, but, I mean, you guys actually jammed on a, a classic Vinnie Vincent Invasion song back, back on the streets. Uh, I just, you know, now that a few days have passed, this is Wednesday when we're recording this, and the expo was last weekend now that a few days have passed I just wanted to talk to you Robert about how it feels how that now that this is maybe settled in what are your your general thoughts about what transpired last weekend
3: um, <clears throat> well seeing Vinny to begin with um, it was like seeing somebody who you know was pretty much designated dead nobody had seen him for so many years I'd hadn't seen him for years and, um, and then you're there with him and you're, and he's, you know, you're, you're hugging them and it's just so surreal. And so, um, it was like somebody coming back from the dead, you know, it was just wild. I mean, so much emotion. Um, you know, I never had any, uh, bad, um, really bad situations with them. I, I mean, yes, I did, but, I don't know, I've always forgiven him, and I've always kind of understood him and then always watched everything around him sort of you know twist his mind in a in in the wrong way and and I was just glad to to just see him out of that whole thing, and I think he's been through a lot and I was just glad that he was in in the light once again, you know tell
2: us about that first meeting when you first saw each other. <clears throat> it was. I mean, that was just, uh, it
3: was, it was choking. I mean, it was just felt your whole, you know, emotion, it, uh, just an ocean of emotion, just raging. And and it was just so surprising to see him the way, you know, his whole persona was, you know, I said, he looked at me and he wasn't quite sure who I was. And I said, Robert Fleshman. And he, and he, you know, he just. <laughs> He lit up like a, you know, like a lighthouse and, um, and he gave me a big hug and I just, I just whispered in his ear. I just said, I'm so glad that you're okay. And, um, we both had a good ball (laughs) and, um, it was just, uh, one of those, I mean, that whole weekend was just so emotional. I mean, it was, you
1: know, but it was terrific.
3: It was just so terrific to see him and, and uh, And I'm glad he's doing well,
1: yeah, we all are definitely. And I mean, one thing that I saw with you because we had our talking metal table was right next to yours. Um, thanks right. thanks to Ian, uh, who we really Ian, a big thanks to you, too, because I really feel like you not only yeah. did you get talking metal there. I, i'm I'm wondering if this Robert and Vinny reunion would have even happened if it weren't for you. I mean, props to you, Ian, for for getting Robert down there and and just treating us all so well this past weekend. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Ian brought out the crowbar, got me <laughs> out there. <laughs> I I wanted I'm not to, the easiest person to convince to do things.
1: But 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 Robert, your table that that Ian was at with you was packed with fans. Every time I looked over, there were people waiting to buy CDs, shake your hand, get autographs, get photos. How does that feel to you? I mean, being that this record that you put out with with Vinny. Vincent is well over 30 years at this point. I mean, it still just means so much to people. And is that something you realized or how did it feel to have all these fans still so interested in meeting you and talking to you about your work? It's always terrific.
3: I mean, uh, you you know, you never think that you you're worthy of it, obviously, but you know, I've had it through my life, but you know, when you, are in a concentrated area like that and all those people coming to you, it's, it's just, um, it's overwhelming and it, it's, it's beautiful. And I just really, um, just love having it done to me. And I, and I, and I just, I'm i am honored. I mean, what can you say, you know, but, um, you know, people come to me and say, Hey, you know, this song or substitute or back in the streets or whatever, you know, they just, they just, um, Music's like a time capsule. You know, you hear a song and it just takes you back to that point where where that song just, you know, had such a great impression on you. And so um, that's the miracle and the the great thing about music, you know. It's sort of like a time machine also.
2: And we had a lot of CDs there as well. We had all of Robert's um, CDs, his solo CDs. And we also had the Vinnie Vincent Invasion first album that he sang on. And we pretty much sold out of everything. And yeah, people and were just amazing. Too. The sky sold out. It was just a really yeah. a good weekend. And everybody, uh, like my conversation with Robert and what Mark said, is that people have an emotional attachment to that album at that particular time in their lives. And it meant a lot to them at that time. And they remember that. And then they want right. to share that with you. Right. Well, you
3: know, I wasn't... I didn't go on tour with Vinny or anything like that. So I never, um, got that, that, uh, agile, you know, people coming up to me and doing all that, you know? So, um, but because of Vinny, I mean that, uh, that show there, I mean, he
2: brought people from all over the world there.
1: Yeah, literally. and was, mm,
2: Like we said in the last podcast, we had people from Brazil and Finland, and we even had one guy from Norway or Finland walked up and said, I want two of everything. Right. We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was great.
1: You, you, you know, there was a, a big call out from the stage. I think from Derek Christopher, who was kind of piping the, you know, poking the fire, if you will, when you got up there and and did. Kind of impromptu, uh, back on back on the streets with Vinny, he he was poking the fire for a Vinny Vincent reunion, or at least a reunion between between you guys. I mean, now that a few days have passed, how how do you feel about that? Do you think that could actually happen? That maybe you guys will work together on new music, or even live music. Um,
3: <clears throat> I don't know about it's. I, I haven't spoken to Vinny. So I really don't know what um, he wants to do. But, you know, he did make that comment there. And then um, afterwards, uh, backstage, uh, we talked a bit and um, we talked about, um, you know, possibly doing some music, you know, some music. And uh, I I just kind of leave it in his court because I think right now. Um, he's kind of out of that dark place and now he's, you know, he's got ideas going on and I'll just wait for whatever he wants to, you know, present to me. Um, and then when he does, uh, you know, I, we will all know, I gather, but I, I would love to do, uh, um, you know, that whole thing of Nashville, do some acoustic stuff. I think doing an acoustic set would be, um, just a much more lax and more personal and just just a nice, you know, a a nice vibe, um, going in and doing a whole electric set and everything. I think, um, that's just, that's when everybody starts putting on their, um, you know, their critic, uh, coat and starts, you know, doing this and, you know, saying this and that about it, you know? So I, it just, I don't know. I, I, it would take some rehearsals, you know, you can't expect us to be exactly like we were when we were, you know, in our late, you know, twenties or early thirties. So right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's a tightrope, but it doesn't mean it can't happen because it could happen. You know.
2: So tell us about um, what the fans were saying to you as they were coming up to the table and uh, some of your things, highlights that you remember from people coming up to you.
3: Um, I, I think the, uh, I, it's funny, the um, thing that I enjoyed the best was when we were having the Q&A and the little girl came up and she uh, must have been about like eight, or seven years old and she goes up to the microphone and she asked me what was, what was my favorite song I wrote. And, um, I told her, uh, I liked, uh, anytime a song that I wrote with journey. Right. And, um, yeah, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, everybody has their story of, uh, their high school girlfriend or, or this pulled them out of their life and, and, um, and, and it's, it's wonderful. I, I just can't, uh, tell you how, um. I feel that when it affects people like that, I, I feel very honored. But in the same place, I feel kind of removed from it, also, you know, in an odd way. It's like it's not really happening, you know, for me. But I was really surprised that all those people were there and they 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 wanted to meet me and all that. And and if it wasn't for Vinny and that that uh, you know that album. Um, you know, none of that on um, on the Vinny side of the fence would ever happen for me. I mean, I have, um, you know, journeys part of my life too, and and uh, and uh, and so is uh, Vinny. So, I've uh, had a pretty nice situation there that I sit between, and I and I adore, adore you know, I adore being that position too, and um, I hope I can make some
1: more music, you know, later on. Maybe cool. Vinny and I will do that. That would be amazing, and and you have been working on new music uh, too, right? Besides yeah. the vine- you know what could maybe become with Vinny, but there is other stuff happening for you musically, right? Do you want to fill us in mm-hmm. on where you are at with, yeah. with the, your current music?
3: Yeah, um,
1: I've been uh, thinking about doing a
3: solo album with a lot of uh, friends of uh, through the years, uh, like Frankie Benelli and and uh, Tony Franklin and. And, um, you know, some of the Journey guys and uh, George Lynch, um, which that's a story. Um, George Lynch, when I was waiting to go up to San Francisco to play with Journey, um, there was sort of like a, a, a little bit of a delay, about a month. and uh, But I didn't know that. And so in, in the meantime, I was kind of getting bored and I met George and George and I started playing. Uh, with uh, Mick and I can't remember the original bass player. It was the whole original um, uh, Jeff Pilson? Mob. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So it was all those guys, and it was me. And uh, we rehearsed for like two and a half weeks, and then uh, we were writing wow. songs, and we were we were you know jamming uh, every other day or so. You know, um, yeah, funny story. Um, this rehearsal studio that we had um l- george got the re- rehearsal studio but he had to play with this guy in his band who owned the rehearsal studio and this guy was like this weird <laughs> bizarre guy that wore like these tights and uh like with no underwear on and just tights, and he put and he had like oh, this man. wild kind of like uh, ian um you know uh Ian uh, what's his name um from uh um, Jethro Tull and uh you know kind of like that and he played the flute and all this stuff and so <laughs> so to to get the the hours he would have to do gigs with him. so um George sacrificed himself <laughs> to play and I think he even had to wear the tights also so I think. <laughs> wow yeah so so then uh, I get the call and I go George I got to go you know so I go and up to San Francisco, and I end up playing, you know, with Journey and stuff like that. But yeah, George was a fantastic. I mean, at that time, I mean, George was fantastic. He was like, you know, the closest thing to Eddie Van Halen in Hollywood there, you know. He was, he was,
1: what great was his, still his, is. His band at that time was it called The Boys or something? I'm trying to remember what, what that pre dock no, was no, ex,
3: ex, Exciter or something oh, like okay. that. Or? Okay.
1: All right. I, I think
3: it was. I, I'm not yeah, quite that sure. Right. Yeah. But, uh, they actually uh, played at the starwood, um, and i and I saw him play. and he's such a gay guy. love him.
1: Cool. So how far along is this record that you're you're working on with with these? Well, musician? I've written
3: about uh, I don't know, about twenty six songs. cool. And um, I have them all demoed, and um, and I'm just gonna. I'm waiting to talk to somebody to, uh, help me, um, put it together. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cause I'm, t- I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of financing my own records. I want to, I right. want somebody else to help me do this this time.
1: Okay, great. Well, I hope that comes together soon. We'd love to hear it. Very exciting, exciting news. Um, you also, yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty adventurous. I'll tell you. Yeah. It sounds like a big undertaking. So, um, It'd be great if you could get Vinny to to come in and do some, some guest work. Yeah, he said too. he would. He oh, said cool. he would. Cool. Yeah. Now, Robert, you also do a lot of art work. I know you have an art studio. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I've been painting ever since and doing um, uh, collage ever since I was 13 years old. And um, then I got into music. And, uh, I've always done music and uh, and, and painted all my life and done sculptures with, um, marble and alabaster and all that. And, um, but I've always had my, uh, music on the, on the front burner. And, um, this time around my life right now, I've, uh, sort of put the uh, music onto the you know, side and, uh, and been working on my art career and I've already had, um, really nice um, reception at the um, Erica Hilton Amuse Gallery in um, Chicago, downtown Chicago. And uh, I had a great show in August, and um, I was on uh, uh, NBC News. They came down and checked it out, and um, I had a show of um, like 20 pieces of uh, collage work that I do. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram if you want to go... you know check out my stuff
1: cool um, yeah. we will we yeah. will link your instagram account through today's show notes yeah. on talking metal and talking rock uh, talkingmetal.com talkingrock.net we'll make sure people have access to that
3: right but um you know i um, i did a band called the sky also when i lived in uh, richmond virginia after i received a star on the hollywood walk of fame with with journey i there's uh, two albums out, and you, I got the skyofficial.com also, so if you'd like to check those out, that'd be cool.
1: Cool. And when was the last record you did with the Sky? It was a couple of years back at this point, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, Num- about years. four years ago. Four years, okay. Cool. Yeah, after... I didn't do another album because uh, had my, my wife got sick, and so uh, right. we had to take care of that,
1: and so
3: I kind of... Did that for a while.
1: Okay. And and she's how's she doing nowadays? She's doing terrific now. She's great. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, it's great catching up with you. We were very excited by what transpired this this past weekend. And please keep us so terrific. Yeah, please keep us posted if there's any updates or uh, you know, any developments, we definitely wanna wanna hear what's going on with you and Vinnie Vincent and also and also just you musically and, and artistically on, on your own solo. So please keep us in the loop.
2: Thank you, Mark. Thank you for the invitation. And for the Talking Metal listeners that missed this and who was not at the Atlanta Kiss Expo, you can go to YouTube and Talking Metal has a video arc shot and um it's of the Um, performance of Vinny and Robert doing Back on the Streets. And, um, you know, if you missed it, go check it out, YouTube.
1: Yeah, and and Robert, that was totally impromptu, right? Like, you guys hadn't planned that you were going to run up there on stage, had you?
3: No, I was actually, you know, by by, uh, the tables... And, uh, he started that song. So I, I thought, Oh, I want to go up and see him, you know, get a little closer and everything. Right. And, um, I was over there on the side where most of his, um, his, his, uh, business people were and his manager and all that. And I think Ian was, yeah, Ian was there. And, uh, Bill Temple, his, um, uh, guitar tech, good friend of, um, Vinny's, um, you know, saw me and he told me, he told me come closer. You know, and Ian was there, and the both of them are, you know, between I'm between them, and they're going. You got to go up there. You got to go up there, and I'm going. No, nah, that's his day. Let him have his day. You know, and he goes. No, you got to go up. So, I'm really glad I went up. Yeah, it was great. I'm so glad I went up because you know, I couldn't. Could you imagine that? I mean, that night with without me going up there. I mean, it was so sad. I mean, I wanted to go home. I would probably go home and flip my wrists. I mean, it was (laughs) so sad. You know, everybody would have gone home and like, like, just wow. But it lit him up so much. And you could just feel like, just like the million pounds just came off of him. And he just lit up and he was just so elated and such a, you could see it on his face. I was just so happy just to do that for him. Just to do that, just to make him happy, you know. Right, right. That's all I cared. I don't care about me. Shit, you know. (laughs) Amazing. He's, you know, yeah. I'm just so glad I could just, you know, give him a hand and just give him some
1: love, you know. Absolutely. You know, and we're we're talking about you and Vinnie Vincent at the Kiss Expo this past weekend. And before before we let you go, just uh, I wanted to mention that you do have a song on Gene Simmons, this uh, <laughs> box set, The Vault, that everyone is talking about. Um, can you fill us in on, on when you guys did this song and what the song is? Oh, um <laughs>
3: you know, he called me up a couple of months ago and he goes, um, he goes, you know, that song that we wrote together. And I go, uh, what's the name of it? He goes, piece of the rock. And I'm going like, okay, piece of the rock. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. He goes, I want to put it on the, uh, my vault, um, project. And, uh, you know, I, give me your, uh, you know, information for, uh, you know, publishing between us and all this stuff. And, and so, um, I give him the information and, and then we hang up, and I'm just going like, I don't even remember that song. I have never, I I can't tell you the first note, any idea. So when at the Kiss Expo, he has, they have that station over there where they're selling the Vault there, and I asked them over there if they had a sample of the song. And finally, the the guy comes up to my table and he brings uh, like some headphones, and I I listen to the song and it's like, oh, okay, now I remember, right. you know, like <laughs> wow. so. It was pretty funny because I'm here, I'm signing, you know, oh yeah, go ahead, use it, it's great. You know, And he's like graving about it. And I'm right. like going, I don't even know what the heck. I'm just, okay, go ahead, you know. Very cool. Great stuff. Yeah, it was funny.
1: Well, Robert, but, thank
3: yeah, you. it's an honor to be involved in uh, the Kiss family. I mean, the Kiss family has just been totally amazing and, um, you know, nothing like them. Can't, can't beat them. Join them.
1: Yeah, well, you're definitely a part of that family through mainly your association with vinnie vincent but also through through your association with with gene i know you're you've been friends with him for a long time and and here you've even written music with him which is surfacing on the uh the vault gene simmons yeah box set so great stuff Robert. right
3: well thank you so much mark for having me on your show and it's always a pleasure and and um you guys uh i appreciate all the love and you guys take care and happy new year
2: yeah, please, yes, gosh. thank you very much, Robert, for being on Talking Metal again. Thank you, Ian. All right, that was The Crush by Robert Fleischman off the album World In Your Eyes from 2002. It's actually one of my favorite Robert Fleischman cool. albums. Yep, it's a great album. Uh, download it, pick it up. It's uh, it's really, uh, really a cool album. We had this album at the Expo when we were working together and sold out, sold out of yeah. everything.
1: I mean, it was amazing just to see how many people were in line to meet Robert Fleischman at the, the expo. And, I mean, he, he seemed almost, uh, I don't know what the word is, like taken back by the the reception that he yes. got. I mean, it was really incredible. And just to all you KISS fans and Vinnie Vincent Invasion fans that were there, you know, it, it means a lot for you to meet your your idols and the people who produce this this great music that that means so much to us. but on the flip side, just so you know guys it's it's important for them to meet you and and to see the love, especially after these these many years passed you know thirty years thirty some years later that that there's still so much uh, excitement about what these guys created back in 1986. Um, I think it really means a lot to people like Robert and Vinny and you know Ron Keel was there and I know he he sold out of mo- everything he had too. So it was it was just a great weekend and you know props to to Derek Christopher for putting on this event but also props to all you 900 people who showed up to this event and sold it out and just made it such a great weekend. All I can say is let's let's do it again sometime soon. I, I hope I hope there's an opportunity where all 900 of us can get back together and have another great weekend celebrating this band that means so much to us. Uh, Kiss that is, as well as the the Kiss offshoots like like Vinnie Vincent Invasion. I mean, you even could put Keel in that in that bag because of uh, you know Gene Simmons' uh, work with with uh, Keel back in the day, and of course Bob Kulick was there. Who, I was just going to yeah. say that
2: he has a new album out, too. He was there.
1: Yes. Yeah, we had an interview with him recently on a, a episode, maybe two, three months ago. And Bob Kulik uh, spoke extensively about Kiss Alive 2 on that interview I did with him two or three months ago. Of course, he's the guy who played all the guitars on Side 4 of Kiss Alive 2, as well as Paul Stanley's solo record. He did some writing on Unmasked. um, Killers, He was on that record. Uh, so he's definitely a big part of the KISS family, not to mention his brother. Literally, his family was the guitar player, Bruce Kulik, in KISS for many years. So a great celebration with all these folks down at the, uh, the KISS Expo. And uh, yeah, thanks for getting me down there, Ian. Uh, Emily and I just had so much fun.
2: Yeah, it was a good time. And it was um, perfect timing for Robert to get into this expo and get us there to um, broadcast from the expo. It just was just everything fit together. It was perfect timing for everything. So I'm glad everybody could be there and um, all the fans could come in and see Robert. Uh, So many people came around was really, we were busy all day long and it was nonstop and literally from people from around the world, all different countries, everybody was excited to see Robert and Robert was very touch to see everybody that was so excited to meet him.
1: Very cool. And on a totally other random note, I just wanted to throw this out there because you and I, Ian have been talking about the fact that, you know, that metal show, uh, Eddie trunk was at the expo by the way. And, you know, he mentioned that they're still working it, you know, going on three years later, they're still trying to get that show back on the air. Um, You know, I think with just, this is my personal opinion with every, with every, I, I know from experience, with every month that passes that you're not on air, it becomes less likely that you'll be returning to a station somewhere. But anyways, Eddie Trunk mentioned that the guy who owns the name, remember Don, Jim, and Eddie don't own that metal show's name. Uh, this guy Jeff does. Jeff um, is continuing to shop it and trying to find a home for it. Um, so the best of luck to him. However, knowing that, that we are approaching the three-year mark, I think uh, it seems unlikely that anything's going to happen to that. I hope I'm proven wrong. H- having said that, I just want to throw this out there to all the listeners because Ian and I have been talking a lot about this. I've spoken with a lot of different people about this. It's time we get another hard rock metal show back on TV. You know, John Ostrowski, a.k.a. Astronomy, and I had the had the the pleasure of being able to do a show now almost 9, 10 years ago at this point on Fuse, which I think turned out great. After that, there was that metal show, which also turned out great. We need another show back on TV. Headbangers Ball is long gone. Um, I, I think the, the timing is right, guys. If there's anybody out there I'll just throw this out there. We, we are we are starting to talk. I'm talking with guys like Ian, who's a real hustler. My friend Jay Vaninski out in um, LA. I'm talking with him. He's a big Hollywood dude. He has a lot of experience on movies and stuff. I'm trying to assemble a team of people who want to make this happen. And what I need right now is investors, guys. If there's anyone out there who's like, yeah, I'd like to invest in this. And I'm not talking about a 100 bucks. This would be a bigger investment than, than that. It would be a lot bigger. Um, if there's anybody interested in this, send me an email at mark at talkingmetal.com. I, I have a business plan. I have ideas. Talking to lots of people at this point and would love to start figuring out what what we can do to get a hard rock, heavy metal TV show back on air. I think it's definitely within our grasp. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, reviving the Rip Magazine name and making a, a the Rip Magazine TV show. I don't know if it's coming up with a new name and getting a, a high-profile host to host it. Uh, I don't know if it's reviving even the old Talking Metal TV show. Um, if there would be interest in that. You know, we shopped it for years and there wasn't, but I was looking for people to give me money to to make, you know, uh, a, a TV station to give me money to make it, and it just never happened. Now my mindset after seeing uh, you know, this guy Jeff who owns that metal show shop it for a while and just being unsuccessful, I think what needs to happen is you need to present a finished product to these, these stations so they can see what it is. And I'm ready to do that. Um, I've shopped a lot of shows in my lifetime. I, have, I work in the TV business. I understand how this works. If you're interested in being an investor who would profit off of this, uh, please, again, send me an email and we can, we can talk for real about it. And uh, yeah, you know, even if you just have opinions on it in general and, and you you don't you're not in the uh, the position to invest. I still would love to hear your opinions on it. Mark at talkingmetal dot com, let's get the conversation going. Ian, your thoughts on a on bringing back a a rock metal TV show to to the masses?
2: I think it's time. I think it's ready. Um, we're right at the right time to do this. I think there's a lot of different um, avenues and a lot of different um, ways to do it than there were five, ten years ago with Amazon Fire TV doing very well. There's lots of apps. There's Netflix. There's all kinds of ways to put it out there, and I think that it would be good to do it on one of those uh, platforms, and we're right at the right time. And, uh like you said, we need somebody that's willing to invest to make a pilot episode, so we can present it to the people, um, like Netflix or anything along those lines, Hulu or or uh, Amazon. Um, you know, we're we're there. We just need investors to make a pilot episode to present it the right way.
1: Absolutely, and it's not an easy thing. I'm not. I'm not naive. I don't think this is a an easy thing to do but I do think it is a doable thing with the right investors involved and the right production team and the right fans of this music behind it. I do I do think it's something that could happen. Um, so let's let's start the conversation guys. Please mark at talkingmetal.com or you can leave me a message on our hotline. That number is 973 973- 973 973- Seven five seven one nine one seven. That's nine seven three seven five seven one nine one seven. Support us on Patreon. That's P A T R E o n dot com slash talking metal visit my website which is talkingrock.net. check me out on the talking rock podcast check me out on the metal rock, metal raps podcast also i have a youtube show called the mark and mitch show with mitch lafon that is a weekly show it's up on youtube and uh yeah support seiko watches right ian
2: yes seiko watches we have a lot of new cool things out Going on SeikoUSA.com. Go check it out.
1: Sweet. Cool. Ian, thank you again. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. A little more Vinnie Vincent Invasion music to take us out. This is Animal. Go buy the full version of this on Amazon Music or, of course, iTunes or wherever you buy your music. Uh, Great stuff. Such a great record, that first Vinnie Vincent Invasion record. Thank you, Ian.
2: All right, thank you, and thank you to all the Talking Metal listeners. Make sure you like this and share it and get it out to the masses. All right.